0: Good evening. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Assisting us today are our lector, Mary Lou Zink. I, Emily Léal-Santi will be your cantor. Our organist is Thomas Conroy. And our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf. Mm-hmm. By faith and not by sight, no gracious. Way.
1: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good evening, everyone. It's the 11th Sunday of ordinary time. We've been in this for the last couple of weeks, except for the weekend. But as we're gathering, we're entering back into Mark's gospel and we'll now walk with Christ from pretty much the beginning towards the end of the gospel for the next number of months until the Advent season. And so as we gather, we know that we continually are called deeper into discipleship and to share in Christ's mission of his kingdom in the midst of our world. As we begin, we know how much we and the world relies upon God's mercy through Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, you give yourself to us fully. Lord have, mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you are the revelation of God's love and mercy for us, your people. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you nurture us and your kingdom grows within us. Lord have, mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Together we say. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. O God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas, since without you, mortal frailty can do nothing. Grant us always the help of your grace, that in following your commands, we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A
2: reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I, too, will take from the crest of the cedar, from its topmost branches, tear off a tender shoot, and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel, I will plant it. It shall put forth branches and bear fruit, and become a majestic cedar. Birds of every kind shall dwell beneath it every winged thing in the shade of its boughs. And all the trees of the field shall know that I, the Lord, bring low the high tree, lift high the lowly tree, wither up the green tree, and make the withered tree bloom. As I, the Lord, have spoken, so will I do. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks, Lord,
0: it is. Good. to okay.
2: The second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are always courageous, although we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yet we are courageous, and we would rather leave the body and go home to the Lord. Therefore, we aspire to please him, whether we are at home or away. For we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense according to what he did in the body, whether good or evil. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
1: be with you. And with your spirit. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, this is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would go to sleep and rise night and day And through it all, the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord, the land wields fruit. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can I use for it? It is like a mustard seed that, when it is sown in the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them, but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You, at this point in time, know I have a deep love for music, and a variety of music, and a song uh, recently struck me, and believe it or not, the first artist, I believe, who wrote it was Alabama. I've heard a cover of it done by a more modern-day singer-songwriter, but it is hurry. I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really got to do is live and die. I'm in a hurry, and I don't know why. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Isn't it interesting, as we hear and read about God in both the Old Testament and the New, how it appears that God is incredibly unhurried about things, right? He's very purposeful. God is purposeful but it seems unhurried, purposeful. Think about some of the lines of scripture or, or, or realities we hear from uh, scripture itself. We heard passages like um, the word of God is like the waters of the rain that do not come back or return until they've completed or fulfilled their purpose. Think about um, actually the whole giving of the law and the covenant, which was very, very purposeful for God, a revelation of, of, of how to live a life in communion with God and one another. So God is very purposeful. But at the same time, too, God seems to be unhurried about things. Passages of Scripture like, For God, a thousand years are like a day, (laughs) and a day are like a thousand years, right? Um, Letter of Peter. Peter says, Do not presume or perceive God's patience as God's delay. And so there's all kinds of places where we hear in Scripture how unhurried God is. And so you and I are living in the midst of these times where we know that the Kingdom of God is at hand and proclaimed. As a matter of fact, we're of course back in Mark's Gospel and that's almost the very beginning or the first couple lines of Mark's Gospel as Jesus starts his public ministry. He walks onto the scene and says the Kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the Gospel and actually Mark's Gospel all as a whole. You could say that would be the theme that Jesus is living, proclaiming, teaching, doing throughout all of Mark's gospel. The kingdom of God is at hand. And so we know that. But it feels like, for you and me, that we're between the beginning of the kingdom and the end of the kingdom the seeds that have been planted in the ground and the harvest that has not been fully wielded or gathered, right? That's kind of where we are as God's people and disciples. And so it's really important and significant for us who are in those between times, knowing that the kingdom is present, knowing that the seeds have been planted or we wouldn't be here. And yet, sometimes the harvest seems very unhurried. We hear parables from Mark's Gospel as we're kind of picking up with Mark towards the very beginning and towards the public ministry right now. He's proclaimed the kingdom. He's in Galilee. He's started to do some healings. He's started to do a little bit of teaching. He's gathered some disciples to himself and actually has just appointed 12 as particular disciples, as apostles. And he's teaching. And now he's turning to the crowds and he starts to reveal the teachings of the kingdom in parables. And what parables do for us as we hear them and as they heard them. Parables give us a sense of, they draw us in and give us a sense of, oh, wow, neat story, kind of comforting. And at the same time, too, as those kind of draw us in and give us a sense of comfort, they also tease us into looking at the world around us and God's kingdom a little bit differently. And so, if the world is looking at everything right here, the parables kind of challenge us as the kingdom of God to look at it at 180, or maybe from underneath, or maybe from above, right? They flip them on their head in some ways, like the gospel normally does. So that's what they kind of do for us. They tease us into trying to take a look at who we are and our lives, not only with a comfort, but also with a bit of a tease and a challenge for how are we looking at the world and experiencing that presence of God in our daily lives. And so we hear two parables of seeds today. Just a couple things to pull out from those parables, letting the stories reveal for themselves what they will for each of us. First of all, the first parable about scattering seed, going to bed, rising day and night, he knows not how. First of all, the seed itself has a power and a potential that is beyond us, a mystery. Certainly, we can have a part of it seed scattering, planting, whatever. But there's much about the kingdom of God that is beyond our power and certainly not within our control and takes time as it unfolds. It gets planted. It sprouts, grows, leaf, eventually yield, as the parable exposed, right? And so it's a gradual process. Sometimes we know not how. Also, though, it's very purposeful. The seed of the mustard the smallest of seeds. God's kingdom happens in a way that oftentimes starts with, includes, and grows from that which is small, the small of our lives, the little acts the little experiences, uh, the the, the small revelations, the the, the encounter of a unique relationship or, or something in our day. And so the kingdom of God is revealed to us. It will grow large, but it usually begins very purposefully in those things that are small in our lives. So how do you and I, as God's people, live in these between times, live between the initiation of the kingdom and the completion of the kingdom? Because certainly as we look around us, we know it's not complete, right? How do we live between the time the seed is planted as well as, and and then looking towards what is the harvest that will eventually come? We have to be people that in some ways, like God, are patient and unhurried and trust and believe in the purpose and the small. But we as a people also, who we've been proclaiming over the last number of months now, our community covenant, have a very unique way of doing that. Our community covenant, the very last one, says we embrace. And the very last part of we embrace asks two essential questions. And those two essential questions are, what is God communicating to me? First question, what is God communicating to me? The second question is, what is God calling me to be and do to make God's kingdom more visible here and now? two essential questions for those of us who are between the seed planting and the harvest, the initiation of the kingdom and the kingdom comings to its completion. Because that gives us the same insight of the small, it happening in everyday life. It gives us the same insight that in some ways it's going to be unfolded, revealing, it's going to be unhurried, and it's not just us, it's God, it's God's time, and it's mystery. And so I'm going to encourage you at at least at the end of every mass, right? At the end of every gathering here where we get to gather with community, we get to hear and sing uh, words of, of faith, we hear the word proclaimed, we celebrate the Eucharist, we gather together in this time of God's revelation and communication to us. At the end of every mass, probably at the end before we go to bed too, the end of every day, but the end of every Mass, ask yourself, what did God communicate to me? What did He show me? How did He touch me? How did He open my heart? What word did I hear? Because God's communicating to you and I, certainly in the Mass and certainly within our everyday life. What is God communicating to me? And then, what if hearing that word is it calling me to be and do in order to make God's kingdom more visible here and now? Think about those questions. Talk to a spouse or a family member or a friend or a fellow uh, parishioner or something, you know, individually, collectively, communally. We need to start asking ourselves how God is working how God is unfolding God's kingdom here and now in our everyday lives. It's purposeful. It's in our everyday and in the small. But brothers and sisters, it's unhurried (laughs) and unfolding and in God's way and in God's time. Trusting the working, the, mystic- the mysterious power of God in our lives, we bring forth these needs and prayers of petition.
2: Our response is, hear us, O Lord, that our community may participate in the boundless love of Christ, reaching out to the most vulnerable in new ways. We pray.
1: Hear us, O Lord.
2: For the grace this week to experience deeper gratitude for the wonders of God's creation, we pray. For the grace to worship with greater conviction and deeper humility, we pray. We go forth that all workers be accorded dignity, respect, and the goods needed for life, we pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Rose Marie Delbuso and Laverne Winkowski, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Yes. We pray today for Angelo and Angelina Garruccio and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. And now the prayer for unity. We raise our voices to Mary, Queen of Peace, our mother, and to her most glorious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity, Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit and living our covenant. Amen. Amen.
1: In the midst of the kingdom, at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you. We offer to each other some sign of Christ's peace in our presence in our midst.
2: For those celebrating virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. Never permit me to be separated from you amen
1: Just one parish announcement, and it 's another invite for ministry and help. Um, so at uh, two things, uh, you know that um, several weeks ago myself and father Daniel. Are basically just simply saying help <laughs> and say if there's something that you see around in the area of uh, cleaning and upkeep those sorts of things and it, we can see that there's already been results of that around both of our parish communities uh, both our parish communities both our churches and all of our buildings excuse me we have one parish community um, so uh, it's just a deep gratitude um, for those who uh, who stepped forward and are taking care of those sorts of things. Uh, The next level, two things. Um, Hospitality fellowship teams are being formed. What we're going to do, hopefully, in the very near future, is actually have after-mass hospitality. This is something we all desire since we've all been away for so long and people continue to come back as the uh, pandemic continues to open up for us. So if you're interested in that, you can contact me or Father Daniel uh, and or uh, there's also uh, information in today's bulletin. We're also looking for people for technology team. You know, during the pandemic, we have started doing podcasts, we've started live streaming. Uh, I know that from here, there's a recording taken to, to South Hills retirement, uh, so those who couldn't be here for that. So there's all kinds of technology we've developed, and we need to sustain that as well as continue to grow in that area because that's also not only the way we continue to reach to those who can't be here, it's also the way we reach out to the next generation. So um, if you are interested in being involved in some way in technology in the parish, sustaining what we're currently doing and helping expand that, please contact me or Father Daniel. Thank you for your help. last thing, the end of every Mass. What is God communicating to me? What is He asking me to be and do in order to make God's kingdom more visible here and now? I hope you're walking away with those reflection questions. Together, let us stand and pray. As this reception of your Holy Communion, O Lord, foreshadows the union of your faithful in you, so may it bring about unity in your church through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
0: Silence, holy ocean, gentle water washing over me. Help me listen, Holy Spirit.